This is the Ed Milet Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. The gentleman sitting across from me, I think, is one of the most talented comedians of all time. He is, I was telling him off camera, he's just a tremendous storyteller. And I love his style. And he's been doing comedy for over 20 years. One thing about him that's always stood out to me, his inherent goodness as a person, I think, shines through in his work. Like, you inherently know when you watch him, this is a good man. And that storytelling has transitioned now into three books. And his third book's out right now. It's called We're All in This Together, So Make Some Room. And there's so many great life lessons as you laugh your ass off in this book, but tons of great life lessons in the book that we're going to uncover today. Tom Papa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be here, finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah. You know, I uh, there's a lot of things you say in the book that I, re- I have this theory. Yeah. I'm in the personal development business or whatever this is, right? Yeah. And uh, I tell people all the time, um, everybody is screwed up. Yeah. Just some of us are way better at pretending we're not. Totally. And totally. And I think the more you know well-known people that people look up to, you're like, oh, they're really screwed up, right? Like, at least as much as someone who doesn't have a lot of notoriety. And that's one of the things you say in the book is like, hey, Mm -hmm. it's okay. We've all... But, you know, a lot of people have lived lives. Most people are screwed up, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Speak to that a little bit. Yeah. It's in the book. It's like an overriding theme, actually, in the book. Yeah, it's kind of an overriding theme in everything that I do, like my last specials. It all has that same thing. I'm saying it now. I, mm-hmm. I say I go through this whole run about in my act right now on the road when I talk about therapy and uh, and you know being paying attention to our feelings and stuff. And there's, there's it's positive because we're spending time, mm-hmm. we're much better than the other generations and dealing with mental health and that stuff. But know that there's no fixing this. Yes. There's there's no, you're not a robot that breaks, gets repaired and goes out. If you go to therapy, it's, it helps you, that's good, but just know you're going to go forever. Right. And I say, uh, I, say I, I would be a horrible therapist or maybe I'd be a great therapist. Because uh, you're only going to come once. <laughs> you're going to pay a lot up front because you're only coming once. Yep. And you come in and you say, uh, so uh, you, you feel a little less than, you feel kind of fat, you feel kind of old, you feel like something's on your body you don't like, and uh, you feel like everybody's talking about you and you're not doing enough. Yeah, you're a human being. <laughs> now get out there and stay busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's like super true. Two weeks ago, so I do Tuesday episodes like this where I do an interview, and then Thursdays I do like a solo thing for 20 minutes. Cool. And two weeks ago, might uh-huh. have even been last week, I did one on that. I said, I think therapy's incredible. Yeah. But you got to be, I had a young man who called me who was, or his dad did, he was suicidal. Mm-hmm. And he said, would you please talk to my son? And we went through the hour and he's seen a therapist. And at the end of it, I said to the young man, I said, there's two ways you can approach this thing, which is what most people do in therapy. I'm all screwed up. Please fix me. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm broken. Please fix me. Yeah. Or you know what? I'm actually okay. Mm-hmm. And I want to grow and get better. Yeah. And that's, I think, the way you go through life is like, hey, everybody's sort of got these ailments or problems. It doesn't, you're not different or more messed up than most people. No. You just got to kind of grow and improve and get in there and like make a difference with your life and learn. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that's what I feel like what your show does. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what anybody that's trying to express uh, this thing Mm -hmm. of like, Understanding ourselves and improving ourselves and surviving and having good relationships. I think ultimately the end of what I do, what you do, mm. at the end of it, the message really is you're not alone. Mm. You're not alone. 
we think we're the one carrying this stuff and we're the one that's dealing with these crazy parents and we're the ones with all this burden. No, 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 no. Yeah. We're all doing it. Every, every, the people you look on Instagram and you think they've yeah. got it all together, the people that you see on the street who are struggling, mm. it's all the same. So true. We're not, you're not alone. And I think that, that realization as a young person, like, save me. There's a metaphor in the book you use about building a fort. Mm-hmm. And it kind of speaks to this. Like, not <laughs> yeah. only are we not alone, but like, there's something to being a good human being and doing something that sort of like pays it forward. Tell them, yeah, tell them the fort story. I think it's a the, great analogy. Yeah, the fort story is about. Uh, it's about how. It's really about being a good citizen. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just I live in this house, mm-hmm. and I say in the beginning, like I I have a house. I'm paraphrasing my own work, but I have a house. There's a mailbox. There's a twisted up garden hose covered with snails. This is my house. But is it really? I'm really only here for a minute. So, And whoever was here before thought it was their house. Hmm. And so what's the responsibility that it really is? You're really just renting. Anywhere you go, you're really renting. I mean, not just real estate. Our time here. So what's our responsibility? And I think our responsibility is make it a little better. Make it a little better because someone's going to move in with their family when I move away. Wow. And they're going to think, this is my house. Oh, isn't it nice they put the mailbox here? Isn't it nice the garbage disposal's on this side? Yeah. Isn't it nice that they put this little patch of uh, grass over here? Like, just make it a little better. Yeah. And I said, uh, that was when I came back to uh, the woods where I was a kid. And we had made a fort, you know, with our mm-hmm. with the sticks. And we made it into, like, this kind of U. And we would hang out in there. And it's so funny to like walk back there as an adult and see that the fort's still there. That's crazy. And somebody else had taken, like some other kids are in there, huddled up, talking about, you know, the kids they have crushes on and the kids that they're fighting with and they're having wars with, you know, imaginary things in the woods. Mm -hmm. And isn't that a nice thing that I took some sticks with my friends and we made it nice enough. We carved out a little piece of the world and made it decent enough that other kids are finding the same joy in it yeah you know i gotta tell you i mean this too um i think i mean most things i say but i mean (laughs) i really do there that's profound what you just said Mm. and you do you say your comedy is very subtle it's uh observational it's matter of fact it's you don't raise your voice a lot like yeah and it i like that because i almost lean in when you're doing your comedy Mm -hmm. like i'm listening you know and there's a cadence and a pace that's just pleasant to the way you do things but there's some huge laughs in there. And then in this book, there's some huge points and takeaways. Because mm-hmm. I only do 52 of these a year. So when I get the stuff, I like, I really want someone sitting there that's like, that's a major thing, the renting your time here. Yeah. Rain Wilson was on recently. And I we love both, I love him. And we both, our dads died around the same time. Oh, yeah. And I was with my dad when he passed. Uh-huh. And I said... Uh, you know, one thing that dawned on me when my dad died, my mom and my sisters didn't really want to stay with him until the hearse came. So I had like an hour and a half with my dad. Mm. And something occurred to me about 10 minutes into it. Yeah. And, and it was that my dad was gone. Right. He was gone. Uh-huh. Who, who my dad was, whatever you believe yeah. about that. Yeah. His spirit, his being, his soul, my dad was gone. My uh-huh. dad wasn't his body. Mm-hmm. He wasn't his possessions. He wasn't the the awards on the wall uh-huh. my dad was his memories was his energy was what he left behind was the pe- my dad was sober for 35 years was the people he helped was yep. the, 
he the, the, made it a little bit better, his life, his world, when he rented his time here. Mm-hmm. And I think that point you made is so profound. The other part of that point that I think is so important in these times is you say we're all in this together and you're not alone. But that's contrary to almost everything you see on social mm-hmm. and everything you see in their main media. They'd have you believe we all hate each other. Mm-hmm. We're all at each other's throats. Yeah. We all disagree. Red, blue, Republican, Democrat, yeah. you know, yeah. man, woman, trans, gay, straight. Like, yeah. And although we do have a lot of differences and we clearly do disagree about things as a culture. Yeah. I think the underneath of it, it's like a big family who doesn't always get along, but there's an inherent love for one another. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I go back and forth with it. Like I was saying in my last tour, uh, and I think it ended up in the special that um, they cable news. We turn cable news off in our house because they're trying to divide you. Mm-hmm. Whatever team you're into, whatever you're watching, whether it's Fox or MSNBC, uh, they don't have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. They need you to watch 24 hours a day. And how do they do that? By scaring you, mm-hmm. by making you angry, and then you stay and you should turn it off because that's mm-hmm. not and when you go out in the world you don't see people living that way mm-hmm. and i do believe that's true but i also think that they've gotten their claws into people you nailed it. and they are carrying it around mm-hmm. and you, you can feel mm-hmm. when you're on a plane you you're meeting strangers they're sizing you up mm-hmm. they want to know mm-hmm. what what can i say are you on my team yeah. and it's so unfortunate because that always existed like my area where I grew up in North Jersey was what it was. And you didn't know it was a time when, you know, the old phrase, you don't talk about religion or politics. Yeah. You don't do. And now we lead with it. <laughs> and now they have flags up about it. Yep. And I went through my hometown and I see these flags. Yes. And you're like, this is crazy, but maybe not. Maybe they mm-hmm. always existed, yeah. and Mr. Johnson had his beliefs, but I never knew them. You didn't know. And he didn't introduce himself and and uh, create his identity based on his political beliefs. That's it. That's it. Once politics started ha- yeah. coming out with merch. Yes. So true. T-shirts and hats. You're and so right. This is, a, this is, you can wear a Yankee hat. You can wear a Giants hat. Yep. No political hats. You're right. <laughs> what are you doing? You're right. So now that, because if you have that team, then you have to go against another team. You're right. And our team, the reason the people didn't talk about politics or religion is we didn't want to separate that we are all in this together. We are one team. Yes. With little differences. I think one of the differences, boy, man, I, I knew this was going to be good today. <laughs> I, I think one of the differences is politics has become a religion. It's a yeah, and, and it, you pick one, and it's unfortunate for someone like me because like I have a lot of left leaning tendencies because of the way I was raised and just the way that I think. But I'm also rich, so I lean a little right financially, right? <laughs> right exactly. you know what I mean, yeah, I got a little of that in me too. Yeah. But like I'm terrified on an airplane that I may say something that someone thinks I'm anti progress or I like I'm a right. red hat guy or whatever. I'm like it's like I'm it's yeah. not my religion and I it's know. not my identity. And I wonder if a little bit of it is. I wonder about mm. this that, by the way, I think the political parties are vested in making us mad at one another, too, because mm-hmm. if we can just be mad. We don't have to really listen to everything they would want to do or not do. But I do think that it's a symptom of the disease of people's lack of identity of something they're doing in their life that they love and they believe. So they identify with a movement or a group or a party or a or a something. And there's certainly these groups that have a validity to be together because they do need to band together to make progress. Right. You, yeah. You think about. You know, MLK, one of, I wrote my dissertation on him. I know you write about him in the book. Like, uh, 
darn good thing everybody band together. Right. right. But to some extent, it's just become so divisive in our lives. And if you could look like you're renting the time here and your underlying belief is, I, I love you. You're my brother. I may not agree with you on everything, right. but we are kind of related in that sense. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I the thing that really bothered me over the last couple of years was that uh, the flag, if you saw the American flag flying in someone's car or yeah. or house, mm-hmm. it was, oh, they're on that team. Yeah. How insane is that? It's insane. It's our flag. Right. It's insane. Uh, so I always have it up uh, yeah. because, I, yeah. and I'm not telling you what I'm doing. Right. And yet you probably, I think, lean a little left right like i think you probably do i i gotta tell you on that topic driving out here today i listened to your fourth of july podcast oh yeah <laughs> and you addressed that in the yeah. beginning of the podcast oh, you're like I? hey i have a flag out front and right. i don't think that's something to be ashamed of but you know right. let me explain to you why i do and i love our country i don't yeah. think it's perfect i want it to get fixed yeah actually just having said that yeah. I'd be like, i'll hang out with this dude and talk to him yeah that seems sane no a hundred percent i mean i i i truly identify as a patriot yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just love the country. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of stories of people that come over and really value their opportunity mm-hmm. when they get here. I am, number one, a patriot, and then sometimes I vote this way and sometimes I vote that way, and it depends on a big thing on personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, But it is, it is my country. Yeah. <laughs> it is my country, and there's no way that I'm not going to – that I'm going to – let other people, because they're angry, yeah. take that flag. Do you know what's crazy. nuts? When I heard you say that on your show and now right now, this is what's nuts about where we are. I went, that's courageous. <laughs> right. It actually is. And that's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy that that's courageous. Yeah. That's, what if we get to the point where we say, I love my kids. That took a lot of courage. Wow, he's so brave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, God. but it was the 4th of July, and, and I remember uh, some of the young people in our family hmm. kind of like rolling their eyes hmm. about the nation's birthday. Hmm. And I said, and my daughter, who loves the country, mm-hmm. and she likes being prideful of it, uh, I said, I said in front of the kids, I said, I'm trying to make a point, which I don't know, if, mm-hmm. I'm sure it didn't land, uh, was that if you say you hate this country, you're saying you hate yourself, because it's your country, mm-hmm. and it's one of those places where you get to make change. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be cynical and give up, that's you as a person. Yeah. That's not you, – you can't blame the country for that. You're right. You can't. Right. You, we are, you are a part of it. Make what you can out of it. If you want change, change it. Mm. But that's the great thing about this experiment of, of America. Mm. And so to say this negative just like eye roll, like, yeah, the 4th of July. Mm. Yeah, the 4th of July. Yeah. As you're sitting here at the beach eating a hot dog right. and you have the day off tomorrow. Right. I mean, right. come on. Yeah. What parts I, of the country are doing that? Yeah, or well, what parts of the world are. Yeah, right? I mean the world. The that's what thing, I meant. Right? Yeah. Like you think yourself. I had about Ukraine in my head when I said gratitude. That. <laughs> no, you're right about you're right about gratitude. <laughs> eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? Then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a full body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See eBay Motors. Hey, guys. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. You know, in all of my businesses, and I've been blessed to have several of them, I've used Indeed now for a number of years. And the main reason I do it is, if you're like me, I don't want to waste a bunch of time interviewing people that aren't qualified for the positions that I have. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world, right? Or they are qualified, but they're not interested in making the move at the given time. And so with Indeed, you have a thing called Instant Match where they match you with quality candidates within 24 hours, and you're in front of people that want the job, that are qualified for it, and that you probably want to hire. I wouldn't go anywhere else. They've delivered great candidates to multiple businesses that I have right now. So here's what's great. Listeners and viewers of my show, you get a $75 sponsored job credit right now to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash MyLet. Just go to Indeed.com slash MyLet, which is M-Y-L-E-T-T, right now. And you can support our show by saying you heard about Indeed here. That would be great, by the way. Indeed.com slash MyLet. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. So one of the things that's a principle in the book, by the way, to me anyway, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's a collection of essays, guys, where you're going to laugh, but it makes most of them are like profound life points. Mm. And a few of them are just like, points Uh right but it's kind of like cynicism versus hope almost to me yeah it's like an overriding thing like hey no one's pollyanna saying everything's great in your life or in the world yeah but you got two ways you can choose to live your life right like one's with some hope and some you know belief that something can be better in your life or the world or you can be better and the other one is that you can't no yeah I don't. I definitely. I definitely choose hope. Yeah. I mean, it really. It, it's easy to be cynical and kind of quit, but I don't like to quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. And I also don't like my days to be ruined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would rather. I'd like it to be a fun time. Well, you're laughing, and that's one of the points also from the book for me. I always am, especially when you got to the politic thing. Set that aside for a second. It's like everyone should ask themselves. It's like how much laughing are you doing? Yeah. You know, and I, I even had to look at this for me about, I don't know, a couple years ago, we went to a friend's house. Uh-huh. They were belly laughing, the right. family. Uh-huh. Like they are, and I could tell this is happens a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I actually evaluated because there's uh-huh. love in my home and growth and, you know, mm-hmm. that. But I was like, do we laugh enough? Yeah. You know, and then I kind of like what you do is so theoretically important. You gotta ask yourself, you're listening, like, how much laughing are you doing? <laughs> are you taking all this shit way too seriously? Excuse yeah. my language, but like everything yeah. just a bit too seriously. Like yeah. if you really are renting your time here. Right. Right. And it really is about making the world better. You yeah. really are blessed to get a chance to be here during this time. Yeah. Maybe dial the seriousness down a notch, right? Uh, yeah, unless it's your work. <laughs> there are very serious people working on very serious problems. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't need those guys laughing all the time. I, I don't need my neuro laughing <laughs> yeah. as we go into right. surgery. I don't right. need the right, right. exactly. <laughs> those people, right. uh, people trying to figure out healthcare, whatever mm-hmm. they're trying to do, mm-hmm. guys working on, on physics. Yeah, all right, more power to you. I don't need to see you <laughs> at Applebee's doing shots <laughs> at, at 4.30 because right. you left the office early. Right. The rest of us, you know, this is a short time that you're here, especially as an adult with some money in your pocket. Mm. It's a short ride. Like, yeah. it's really not. I, one of my big philosophies in life is don't do the math. Don't add up mm. how much time we have. Just enjoy the hell out of it because mm. I don't like <laughs> I don't like the daunting limitation of time. Mm. Uh, but to go against my philosophy of don't do the math, you know, once you get out of school and then find your way. After another 10 years, 
and then you kind of lock it in and you start rolling. So maybe you're like 30 and then 30, 40s, 50s, 60s. Now your knees are shot, yep. your eyes are going, and it's the same thing. It, it, so you're dealing with a couple decades there, three decades in the middle yeah. that are really that good. Yeah. Now, do you want to spend that time right. not having as much fun as you possibly can? <laughs> so true. You know what I mean? Get a pontoon boat, get some bowling shoes. <laughs> get, get, <laughs> right. Make jokes with your kids when, when, when my kids come in, when there's a fight in the house about what? About what? Right. Someone left their shoes right. on the steps. Mm. Who cares? It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's okay. It's going to be all right. I know yep. it's aggravating. Yep. I know she doesn't listen. It'll be okay. Yeah. And really, just like I, I want to have as much fun as possible. Part of that does come with age, though, don't you think? Like part of that perspective. That's why yeah. it's cool to listen to podcasts of two middle-aged guys talking. If you're not so middle-aged, because you can learn from our mistakes. Yeah. yeah. I took, I took, I took too many things too seriously. I took offense too much in my life, mm-hmm. and I was too much in my life. I'd like. You know, I, you're at an airport and some dude cuts you off to get his bag in front of you or uh-huh. whatever. I'm like, man, like, why did I let that upset me? Like, yeah. I took joy out of my – I woke up today because I listened to uh-huh. your podcast yesterday. I swear to you. I woke up today and I went, this is today. And I do this for a living. I'm yeah. like, how do I want to feel today? I literally did this this morning. Uh-huh. I'm, I My family was gone, so I woke up alone this morning. Yeah. It's like, how do I actually want to feel today? I yeah. can start today. And just start throwing my worries at myself, what I got to get done, the mm-hmm. stuff I do and don't want to do. Yeah. Or like, could I actually like choose today? I'm going to think I just, I think I like, this sounds really weird to come from me from my eyes. I was like, I'm <laughs> actually going to be happy today. I actually intentionally got up. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of happy. And guess what happens? I go into my little home gym. My dog crapped all over the floor uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, and I'm like, damn. Today I was like, this is freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, right. I finally decide. I literally got the sleep walking out of my yeah. eyes, and bam, there's crap all over my gym. Peed everywhere. I got to take 40 minutes and clean this up. Oh and my I God. still, though, you know what I mean? Like, it, I know. The there's perspe- nothing better than that perspective of, of chuckling at yourself. Yeah. Like, I, I find myself doing it when I get up in the middle of the night and have to pee yeah. and go walking. And I'm walking like Sanford and Son. Yeah. My ankles are yeah. they're sore, and yeah. I'm banging into walls. Yeah. And just the little quiet, like... <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go. <laughs> this right. is how I walk now. Uh, is just so funny. But I didn't. I cultivated that early. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't. It's kind of a mixed bag. But I remember in high school being like, I have the option. You to, did. How am I going to go into today? Mm-hmm. Like that that thing mm-hmm. of like, and I'm I'm clapping my hands because I literally would kind of do that. Mm-hmm. I'd wake up and be like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. and I was like. All right, let's go. What do we got to do? Like, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's go. Hmm. And when you get older, and I started like my career, and even now, you have to fight it. You got to fight gravity. It's like that, that worry or just the drudgery, or you wake up and you're like, oh, it's not good. You got to fight it all the time. But I kind of cultivated it early because I was looking at life through funny. Yeah. I was like, I'm not taking any of this. I, I lost some people really early. So I was like, oh, this is hmm. n- not to be taken that seriously. Like, yep. this is really precious time, so let's kind of enjoy I it. I think it's a huge thing, Tom. I actually think it's a huge yeah. thing. It's, it's interesting that of all the people I've had on the show, that it's someone in your profession who points this out, and it affected me. Uh-huh. But, like, really, man, like, I think that's important. Like, this, I take me and stuff too seriously too often there are things i do that really matter yeah but a lot of it doesn't yeah and a lot of things don't 
And the other thing, I've, I've done a pretty good job in my life of not complaining. Probably one of the funniest parts of the book for me uh-huh. was your, <laughs> I want you to tell them this story, was two, two parts. One, when you cannonballed into the pool. And, <sighs> and you remember that? Where yeah. You, yeah. And the other one is when you got, you were one of like a billion grandkids. Right. Just tell them that, where you got a card from your grandmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just The point of the chapter is, like, stop complaining. Yeah, it's quit your complaining, I yeah. think is the name of the essay. This is awesome. And it, I was taught by my grandmothers, really, who were just these, like, inspirational – they were, like, the the positive thinkers before it was <laughs> in vogue. Mm. Uh, and my – and my they, the one lesson was don't quit your complaining. Like, don't complain. We're all a mess. Like mm. – Nobody wants to, we've all got worries. So what gives you the right to walk in and be like, oh, listen to what happened to me. And it's like, yeah, it happened to me too, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> about, I'm not dumping it on you. Right. And coming from a big family, this big giant Italian family was definitely helpful hmm. because you knew you weren't that important. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I once got a, a birthday card from my grandmother addressed to Tammy <laughs> instead of Tommy. <laughs> and that kind of lets you know where you where you, where... He says in the book, he goes, not only did she not know my name, she did not know I was a boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so good. That's just so good. Yeah, and it's funny because they would give you, the lesson was like a mix of you are the most special thing and you are so grateful. You should be so grateful to be here. Mm. And you are just, oh my God, she, 21 grandchildren. Everyone walked away thinking they were the grandchild. Yeah. But at the other side of it is, but you're not that special. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but get over yourself. Yeah, I think there's a way of like, I don't know. I think there's a way of like really feeling blessed and that you've got some gifts yourself yeah. and not letting it be like a big ego thing. If you, I, uh-huh. I had a friend of mine one time when I was really worrying a lot. He goes, man, you got a huge ego. <laughs> and I went, You've, no one thinks I have a huge, that's not true at all. Uh-huh. And he goes, no, 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 you, you're the center of the universe, man. And uh-huh. like your problems are way more important than everybody else's. Kind of to your point that you just said. Was he saying it in a derisive way? He was saying it like, wake up. Oh, really? You know, like, wake up. Like, hey, dude, like, yeah, you're not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay, and other people have way bigger problems than you do. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe start – I have this phrase I use that I got from him. He's not even – he's just a friend. He's like – he goes, uh, whenever you feel helpless, get helpful. Mm. Help some other people. And I've, like, repeated that, like, mm. hundreds of times. People listen to my work. They're like, now that's profound. I'm like, I got it from my buddy who told me I had a big ego. It's a good that's one. where it came from, but it's really true. But, like, can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh – Without a little bit of that ego, mm-hmm. do you think you would have been as successful as you are? No. Meaning? Like, because you have to... Depends on what you define as success. Would I have made the money I made and reached the... you've made the money and yeah. felt that you've achieved something, mm-hmm. which I think is very important. Mm-hmm. I think it gives you, I think, achievement and success mm-hmm. in, like, you know, that you're helping other people and people are buying your books and people are sure. listening to your show. Sure. It's much easier to walk through the day mm-hmm. and slap your hands and say it's going to be a great day. Yeah. When you have some things under the belt. Yeah. Let me tell you what and I did. You, and, and you kind of need like. You do. You, you got to have a lot of confidence. And yeah. A lot of belief. You, and you got to be hungry and you have to think. Yeah. I think confidence and ego are different. And I'll tell you what happened to me when I was young. Since you asked, everyone can listen in. I met Wayne Dyer really young. You remember mm-hmm. Wayne Dyer? He was a like a thought leader, kind of uh-huh. like a Tony Robbins guy back in the day. Okay. Maybe a little new agey kind of back in the uh-huh. day, but a really profound guy. Yeah. Anyway, I met him and we got to know one another very well, became lifelong friends. And he said, Ed, I think you're going to change the world, you know, and gave me all this belief. Uh-huh. And he goes, Do me a favor and like 
never attach all of your confidence to like your abilities mm-hmm. because you'll always be chasing that tail. It'll never be enough. You'll never be good enough. And he goes, attach your confidence to your intentions. Mm-hmm. Meaning, he goes, Ed, you're a real good man. Now, God gave you some good voice and pretty good brain and you're yeah. a hard worker, but attach your confidence to your intentions. Mm. And so like even before I speak or even meeting you today or a business meeting I go into, my my confidence booms, but it's like, I'm a good guy and I want to do well. My right. intention, even probably before you walk on stage, yeah. it's like, I don't know that you go, I'm the funniest dude in the world, but I bet you there's a party that's like, I intend to make these people laugh. Yeah. And you, you need to have a little bit of I'm the funniest guy in the world because you need to you need to approach things like I can do this. Sure. That's the thing. Yeah, I It's think not I, like I'm better than everybody, but right. I can do this. Yeah, I think that's me. And also for me, there's faith involved. So I'm like kind of whatever I'm good at came from God. Although I've worked very hard at it. Yeah. So, but I think all my life, like anybody, I probably struggled with ego slash confidence slash mm-hmm. humility and where's that blend? Yeah. My favorite people yeah. in my life nuance humility and confidence they toe that line very well yeah because my friends that are super confident with no humility they make you sick yeah and they wear you out and they eventually burn out or mess up yeah my friends with tons of humility yeah and no confidence they drain you yeah they're always down they're always complaining you're always picking them up so it's those people kind of that toe the line at least to me that seem to be the people i want around me yeah you got to harness it yeah it's like you got to like if you want to if you want to be as good as you possibly can at whatever you do, you gotta you gotta believe in yourself. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you believe in yourself to the detriment of all everybody you run into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm like just in the comedy clubs, like there would be guys who would roll in and uh, cut everybody else on the lineup. You know, be ten comedians waiting to go on, yeah. and they walk in like, I'm the guy, right. and then like cut everybody and like do an hour and then everybody's like oh it's with this guy and you know yeah and some people would do it before they've earned it like some guys you're like no doubt you could do whatever you want to do we're all happy you're here and other guys like just got some success and they start throwing that weight around and you're like Ugh, Ugh. that's that's gross and because they didn't have what you're saying like they they lost the humility part of humility it. and some self-awareness don't you think too like just yeah. some, a little self-awareness jay leno on your show that i was just listening to on the fourth of july I didn't agree with the way he said it, but I know what he meant. On uh-huh. your show, he goes, I think the key to success is low self-esteem. Yeah. And then I went, that's totally backwards. <laughs> but then he kind of elaborated. He goes, meaning, I don't always think I'm the funniest guy in the room. I wanted the best lighting guy, the best yeah. producer. I surrounded myself with good people. I think what he really meant is the key is humility. Yeah. You know, I think which that's is, Which I is think not low true. self-esteem. But I thought it was a really good point. It is a good point. It. It's all a balance, isn't it? Because like, when you say the low self-esteem thing, like I've been doing this 30 years. And I'm on tour now, and I'm moving in. I have a new act, so I'm digging deeper and trying to come up with it. And uh, it's actually scary. Yeah, I've been doing it 30 years. I have a thousand people in the audience waiting with their tickets to see what's going to happen tonight. Mm. Like, and but they don't know that I'm like, ah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, I don't know if low self esteem is the right word, but. Mm. It's nice to feel vulnerable. It makes it, you it makes you stay uh, working hard at at it. Yeah, you I mean, know what I mean. Like yeah, if I yeah. if I just thought, oh, whatever I say is going to be great, I probably would start to yeah deteriorate. I know exactly what you mean because I'm speaking and I just finished kind of a tour of my book and I had a talk that I became very comfortable with giving and uh-huh. it worked and everyone liked it or I think most people liked it. Yeah, and I don't want to keep doing it. I want to do something new. 
Hey guys, I want to talk to you about Shopify. You know, when I started the show, the furthest thing from my mind was doing online business, and now I can't imagine my life without it. So I love Shopify because they're a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. So whether you're in the startup phase where you're just launching your online store, or you're at that really big business where you're like, hey, we just hit a million bucks in order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. They've helped me through every single stage. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. So whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered big time. They help turn browsers into buyers. They convert their checkouts 36% better than all the leading competitors. And I've used them for everything I do online. So every single thing you see that I market online, Shopify is somehow involved. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mylet, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mylet now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mylet. So, hey, guys, you know when I love technology and a great idea revolutionizes an old industry. And by the way, if there's an industry that needs a revolution, I think you'd agree with me, it's the healthcare industry. It's not easy to find good doctors. And by the way, good doctors that are in your area that also take your insurance. And that's why I love ZocDoc. They are revolutionizing the healthcare industry and the way you get access to doctors. ZocDoc, by the way, is Z-O-C-D-O-C. Here's who they are. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Tons of different reviews on the doctors, and they're local to you. You can find out if they take your insurance. I just did it for a tear I had in my shoulder. One day later, I'm in the doctor's office getting some help, getting an order for an MRI. So go to ZocDoc.com slash mylet and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash mylet. ZocDoc dot com slash mylet. I wanted to ask you about this. I'm so glad you brought it up. To be relevant 20, 30 years in comedy, mm-hmm. most people don't know, but like you really do redo your act every couple years, right? Yeah. There's new bits. And it's kind of like choosing to continue to grow and throw out the old and bring in the new. And most people in their life, like in your career, it's required. You can't do the same act for seven years or people don't want to come keep seeing yeah, you, I assume, right? But that's risky. And most people in their life don't do that. They just, they're in a career. They got the routine. They go to the same restaurant, the same barbecue on the 4th of July, (laughs) the same six people at Thanksgiving, the (laughs) same job. And Mm. and I think one of the juices of life is what you have to do in your business, which is every few years, it's like, here we go again. I'm a baby again, right? Yeah. It's funny when you say baby because the thing that popped into my head as you were describing it is it kind of keeps you young. Hmm. It keeps you youthful. Hmm. I have no idea of what age I am because I am still like the same attitude of working on these jokes and going to do this thing and I hope that it goes well and and these people are still uh an inspiration to me and like it really makes there's very little difference that's crazy from when you were 30 and so are guys like you because by the way you're listening to one of the all-time he won't say it but like all-time top comics and by the way other comics that I know when I ask them hey Give me five or eight guys. Uh-huh. Typically, your name comes up. That's nice. It's true. And so to hear that you also get scared and nervous and renew, 
you're good friends with Seinfeld and Leno. Like same thing with those dudes. Like is that a, is that a trait in guys that are or people rather that are great yeah. in your business? But it's again, it's kind of what we're talking about. It's they they're also extremely confident, quietly confident because they put in the time and they know the craft. Hmm. And there's but they still have. Oh my God, that set was crazy. I that joke didn't work and ah, and I, I lost it out there and there's still the vulnerability it's that thing that mix of this ultimate confidence with still that vulnerability mm. i think the vulnerability is very important especially in the arts mm. i think it makes you it makes you uncertain which is kind of the opposite of what we're talking about of the country being divided mm. all those people are acting like they have certainty mm. and i mean that's just locked in. You're just gonna, you're gonna turn into a fossil. Wow! It's right. It's that flex, that mm. that vulnerability. That maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. So let me keep searching. How do you have the vulnerability when you lack the confidence? So I go back to like you, young. I think you're like 22 or something. Yeah. I really read your stuff, by the way. You can tell, <laughs> I know. Right? You're like, impressive. well, I know more about your book than you. Yeah, do. you're dropping it. Um, but anyway, you're young and you kind of catch yourself. You're kind of drinking in a bar and you're like. I think I'm going to slip into this life is the way that I understood the story. Like I may just get stuck here in this life. Mm-hmm. And oh, you, before I was going. Yeah. So yeah. before your comedy career, because there's a lot of people listening to this are like, this really sounds good. And I don't want to live the next 30 years the same, but mm-hmm. I, I'm lacking a lot of confidence. So how do I become vulnerable? You made a decision. What was it like? Was it more like you knew what you didn't want? Was that life or more what you did want? Because you end up kind of leaving, right, where you were and going and exploring a new life. Yeah, of becoming a comic. Yeah. Like it was out of college and hanging and working. And it was it, – it's tricky because it, the, I admire that life. So do I. I like – So do I. I like the people – I could easily be the people mm-hmm. that sticks in the hometown mm-hmm. and knows the servers at the diner mm-hmm. and run into the guy at the liquor store because you went to high school with him mm-hmm. and you know those roads and you know what summers are like there and you know what the winter's going to be like and you know when Santa comes on the fire truck there. Yeah. Like, there's, I love that. Mm-hmm. I truly do. But I did know that... It, it, Whatever road I took was going to be a sacrifice. If I stayed there and lived that life and had my motorcycle parked out back, it would be a cool life. The sacrifice would be that I never got to see if I could have been the comedian I wanted to be when I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. So then if I want to chase that and see, can I be the comedian that I wanted to be when I was 13 years old? Mm -hmm. Okay, you can. You can go to New York and you can go chase that. What's the sacrifice? The sacrifice is I'm not going to live that life where everybody knows me and it's nice and cozy in my hometown. Mm. So there's a sacrifice, yeah. which to this day, uh, I'm very happy with the way it worked out. But that other life would have been great. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Me too. Right? I think about it more now that I'm way far away from it. Yeah. I think there were years where I was like, man, I didn't want that life. Yeah. I want this one. Uh-huh. But more and more, I'm like, it's okay if that would have been my life. I yeah. just think it's I think it's like as long as you knowingly choose the life and you know you don't want to. It's like it's like yeah. you know what I mean? It's like as long as you know, 
you're okay with it. Like there's nothing wrong with having a wonderfully comfortable life that mm-hmm. you enjoy. It's almost like I have some friends that don't really know the difference that I grew up with. Like they've never really thought much of a big dream and a big life. But some of us, I think, it could be a blessing or a curse or sort right. of wired with these dreams. Yeah. You know, like I, yeah. I have a bunch of buddies that they didn't have those things. And aren't you envious in a way? Yes. You're like, wow. Oh, I'm, just... en- I'm envious of people sometimes that I see with just very simple lives. And I'm like, wow, yeah. you don't have 400 emails today. <laughs> right. No, exactly. and, I, and there's yeah. absolutely nothing better or worse than the two. Yeah. It's just I was born with some dreams and ambitions that I... Yeah, I think I think truthfully haunted me. Yeah, had I never known who I could have become, had I never yeah. had the experiences, but yet there's something about getting on the other side and living some of it. You're like, yeah, that wasn't, you know, yeah, and it, yeah, it's a difficult thing to kind of figure it out. And then you know, you you also feel like, well, you know, what is my purpose here? What am mm-hmm. I supposed to be doing? And right. For some reason, there was a little nagging, as yes. silly as it is, to be like telling jokes in the beginning I, mm-hmm. I i see it more now uh i think there's it's more purposeful now mm-hmm. in the beginning i was just i was you know i wasn't thinking of it in those terms but looking back it was i think the thing that makes you make the leap go in a direction and it doesn't have to be show business it could be anything, anything. uh is that you feel like there's there is some reason there's something pulling you there that's going to give you a if you do it it's going to you're going to achieve something and you're going to have value and you're going to carry that and your life will be richer. Yep. Right? And I don't think that's silly. I think it's just Yeah. True. And it could have been being a dentist in that town. I right. mean like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to put up a little tooth on the building and I'm going <laughs> to yeah. take my degree and and do it." Yeah. That's still a leap. Yeah. Or it could be I'm going to raise these three kids and I'm going to stay home and make sure that these kids are raised the way I want them to be raised, and I want to enjoy that element of it. It's really interesting because yeah. I, I, um, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I'm actually working this out with you while we're doing it. Yeah, so yeah. am I. But yeah, by the I way, yeah. if I could just interrupt yeah. you. Yeah, please. There is no certainty. Right. You can't, that's, uh, this is why I love these interviews. Yeah. And I do it with my friends mm-hmm. in comedy, and I do it with my – you have to relearn – and talk through these stories all the time. You do to remind yourself, like true. that I'm on track. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if, in my case, I don't sense it with you. Yeah. I wonder. I, I, I one, I had dreams and things I wanted to do, but I also think I was under the illusion. Maybe it wasn't even an illusion that I kind of wanted to change how I felt. There's something not sitting in my being right about how I felt, even though I come from a pretty good family, and if I could go succeed or do this i'll feel differently yeah and then i got addicted my drug i guess i don't know what's my drug is success because i don't even feel successful but my drug is growth Uh uh-huh and experiences yeah and i have to feel like for you that feeling on a stage so first for for a guy who's a mechanic it's the feeling of fixing that engine and it works perfectly yeah or for the teacher of seeing a student get the lesson right or a nurse that they've healed somebody yeah and for you, maybe it's that laugh on the stage. You get a laugh. I got to like, imagine there's not a lot of feelings like that feeling for you, and it becomes almost like a drug. For sure. Is it? Oh, yeah, for what sure. What does that feel like when you hit your version of the thing? Like, are you like, do you, can you describe what that feels like? Yeah, it feels, the first thing that pops in my head is connection. It feels 
It feels like I got one. I nailed one. Hmm. This is something that means I mean, you walk around thinking of the stuff that is funny to you or means something to you. Hmm. And then you put them out and they're whatever. But when you get like one that poof, yeah. that pops and that crowd is laughing, it's connection. We're all hmm. experienced. We all agree with this thought. I've uncovered, I looked through the the leaves and I found this nice little rock <laughs> and it's yeah. like, and it was worth sharing. I feel that way, bro. And yeah. I feel like, I don't think I could go through me, go through my life, not searching for the rock yeah. and then getting it. Like I, I it's yeah. a pain in the ass. It's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot to get there, but. But it's exciting. It it's is. like, I mean, that's the thing, that vulnerability, I'm, you know, all these words are become inaccurate at a certain yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I love, uh, still learning little life lessons from people. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Me too. It's just it's just these little things. And I'm inspired by people in my family who are yeah. successful and they got it together or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a constant, yeah, we can do this. We can do this better. And every phase is new. So it's like, okay, so how am I going to handle this one? Yeah. You say this analogy in the book about CVS. Or that's in the book. Maybe we're just talking. <laughs> yeah. Is it the book or the uh, Yeah, it's in the book. Yeah, like... I want you to give it to him, but it's like it's really true. The different stages of life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. CVS is a pretty good description <laughs> yeah. of of what life can be as you progress through it. Tell him what yeah. that looks like. This it, is so good. I, it's really that when I, I keep trying to, how do I convey that we are all in this together? That uh, and you're on the one hand you are special but on the other hand everyone's gone through what you're going to go through mm. everyone's dealt with everything so and you can learn from that you know the right way and the wrong way and if you have any inkling that you're unique and that you're different from everyone else go go to a cvs walk through a cvs and you walk in there and you're like i got this weird thing on my foot and guess what? There's an aisle that has remedies for that weird thing on your foot because other people have gotten weird things on their foot. Yes. And the great thing about CVS is that you're going to end up visiting every one of those aisles. <laughs> so true. And we, there's that one aisle mm. that we all walk quickly by mm. that has these weird kind of walkers and this weird cane and that toilet seat that mm. seems to make your toilet seat higher for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. I don't want to know. But I do know, you know, <laughs> in yeah. short order, yeah. I'm going to be like paying a visit to that aisle to get so that toilet true. seat. <laughs> it's it's gonna... true. Over time, I remember as a kid, I'd go in there and go right to like the candy. And now I'm over. Yeah. I'm now over in the hair dye section. <laughs> You right. know what I mean? And yeah, the, exactly. The vitamin. Some, oh, they make uh, gummy Metamucil. That's good. <laughs> it's so true. I'm yeah. working my way through every single aisle. <laughs> right. It's so freaking yeah. true. But all... to your point, like other people have as well. Like, Everybody. This is the human experience. There's another thing I want to ask you about. I ask hard stuff. We don't uh, have that much more time, but it's from the book. And you tell the story. Time. You take your. <laughs> you take your. Um, you talk about the story about your uh, grandparents. I think getting married. There's this weird nuance in life, too, about, like, Trentony Robbins has a saying. He says, trade your expectations for appreciation. Mm -hmm. Yet, in life, you got to have some, you got to expect some good stuff. One of the things that, that's 
detrimental in life is to go through life with these huge expectations right. of other people or what you're going to do. You're inevitably let down when you have high expectations. At the same time, I've always right. wondered, like, but I, I, I do expect to succeed. I do want to expect to be happy. Sure. It's an interesting yeah. combo. But it's in, yeah, but thinking of it in terms of, like, your partner, like, being married, yeah. like, expecting them to be you yeah. is pr- pretty much a way to set up for failure. Right. When you could just appreciate that mm-hmm. they do those quirky things in an restaurant <laughs> or right? like if you could just mm. appreciate those little silly things rather mm. than expect them to be and i do it all the time like my side of this we have two sinks in the bathroom yep. and my side is pretty street <laughs> there's a toothbrush and a cup and that's it yeah and my wife's side is there's doggy bags and there's treats and there's hair combs and there's there's receipts and there's like a yep. whole bunch of stuff yep. and i early on i'll be honest early on i was expected her to be like me mm-hmm. and i don't i guess i don't know if i really truly appreciate mm-hmm. the mess over there <laughs> but i do not expect her to expect it. to live like that yeah yep. and you know and also i could learn from, i in my older mind i i think that She's probably right. She doesn't have to keep it order. Like, what am I doing? Right. I mean, I'm like making the bed and straightening the things up and putting everything in their place. Mm-hmm. But I'm aware yep. that I'm also creating order in this chaotic world so I can kind of, because I'm not good with chaos and that's going to get me through the day and get here mm-hmm. to uh, sit with you on right. the right time. Right. You know, I have my own hangups. Yeah, you have your own hangups. I always say like the key to a happy marriage is separate sinks. And if you want to have like an extraordinary marriage, separate toilets. It's like, <laughs> yeah. If you can get where you're wealthy enough to, they have their own toilet and you have your own toilet. <laughs> yeah. You just upgraded your marriage exponentially in those moments. Yeah, I agree. And I agree. We've got two sinks, but we're not successful enough for two toilets. Yeah, you're But we it. do have a rule. Keep of, climbing. Uh, well, yeah, but but those things that but that is private time. We don't need to observe. We don't need to have conversations. Vacate the area. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Everybody out. <laughs> I love that. Let me ask you this. If you've been listening or watching the show for a long time, you know what a big believer in NetSuite I am. I've been talking about them now for years. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors, which is why I've been using them now for five years myself. Over 37,000 other companies have as well. They've made the moves. Do the math. Now you'll see profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash mylet. netsuite.com slash mylet, M-Y-L-E-T-T. NetSuite.com slash mylet. We don't have that much time left. Is it um been worth it? No. I don't know. No. What? No, oh. you're all the all the work, all you've put in yeah. leaving that life. Uh-huh. You know, uh, yeah. all that you've had to do. I mean, dude, you've been on the road a long time. Mm. Been away from your family a lot. There's been a lot of sacrifices you've had to make. Yeah. Um probably ups and downs financially in the beginning, I imagine were pretty severe. Yeah. You know, if you look back on it, is it better than you thought? Exactly what you thought? Not what you thought it would be? 
Um, it's pretty much what I thought, and I thought it was going to be pretty great. Hmm. When I got the, when I learned that you could be funny for a living, that there were grown-ups out there who didn't get jobs, who were just making people laugh, I thought that's got to be pretty great. Yeah. That's got to be. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I don't know, hmm. you know. But I, when I first learned it. I thought, well, that's got to be pretty great if you can pull that off. Hmm. <laughs> and it is. Hmm. It truly is. Do you think you'll be doing this in 10 years? Yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah. See, I think it's interesting how things lead to one another and what you said about connection earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for some reason with you that all the comedy was leading to you writing more books mm-hmm. and maybe doing more of this as well i'm not saying doing less of that yeah but it's interesting no, where it leads you like yeah this these observations that made you funny mm-hmm. are also really i know you, you i think i feel this way more than you do maybe because i'm pointing it out to you but like these observations are keys to living like a better life that's not hokey or corny to me yeah you know i wonder if you're going to do more of this and, and it might think... be open to everybody listening to what the next r- corner of the road leads to right no, I I agree. I I don't see them as being that separate. Yeah, you know, it's I, an extension, right? Yeah, like yeah. you know, when I was a kid, I was starting to write things down in little notebooks, hmm. and I've, so I've always been kind of writing. Hmm. And it, you know, I I have three books now. The first one was about six years ago now, hmm. and that was the first time I was like, oh no, now I'm writing. Like now I'm writing these books and i do feel like i have a lot of comedian friends that write one book and they're like i'll never do that again yep. and i'm like i want to do more of this hmm. so i think you're right i i think it's they're the same thing that we're i'm still digging and trying to express and be in a funny way get these points across uh yeah at a certain point i'm not going to want to hmm. or be able to take my heavy bag and put it in the overhead yeah once i start having to ask people for help I should probably be writing more books. About time. <laughs> yeah. Last but I do feel like it's the same journey. I feel like it's the same. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that is my purpose. Is I think you're extraordinary, bro. I really enjoy Thank you. you. I really enjoy you. I appreciate um, that. Last thing is a, piece, is a question that I ask on behalf of other people. And that is, if someone was listening to this right now and they're like, hey, man, I'm at that point you were at, but I'm 40 or I'm 50 or whatever it is, I'm 30, Mm -hmm. where you were like, hey, man, I think I'm going to leave where I am. I'm Mm going to go try to be a comedian. Mm -hmm. And whatever they were thinking is, I think I'm going to start my business. Or, you know, I think I'm going to go back and get my master's. Or, But it's scary, right? And they maybe don't have the confidence to do it. But they got kind of this vision or their dream for their life. Yeah. And you've laid out a lot of keys here. Like, don't take yourself too seriously. Have your confidence in place. We're more connected than you think. Mm -hmm. You know, all of the lessons that we've talked about here today are really important. But is there anything else you'd say to somebody who says, hey, man, I'm going to try to go pursue something? What would your, they reach you to Starbucks. They go, hey, man, you made your kind of dream happen. you got a beautiful family. You've built a great life. You've got good friendships. You've written books. You've, you know, you've achieved a lot in your life. I want to go do my version of that. What would your advice be to them? Uh. Yeah, I would say, I mean, the one part, when you put the age on it, mm-hmm. I have in my head, like, who's who else is in your life? Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy when you're single to do it. Mm-hmm. If you got a wife and kids or a husband and some kids, uh, and, all of a, and they're depending on you, and you're going to mm-hmm. be like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to play Jenga in the park. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that might be a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But that aside, mm-hmm. if you're if you feel like there's mobility and you can do it, the one thing I've been really been thinking about a lot lately is how quickly you can change everything. You can change everything. You th- we think like it's going to be oh it's going to take forever. Mm. It can happen so fast. Yes. So fast. Yes. It's like you go from being chubby and like I want to just feel lose a little weight and be a little more active. Mm. In a month you could be a totally different person. Wow. And it's the same way with with it all. Mm. You really can make a change that quickly. So I would say go for it mm. because it's and and be and be impatient about it. Yeah. Because time is short mm. and I think a good byproduct of that is you can change stuff pretty quickly. Wow. Yeah. I t- right? Yes, it's true. Yeah. My um Man, I'm glad you said that because the, my book's called The Power of One More. And one of the overriding theories of the book is you really – people say people don't have vision. People have vision in their life. They lack depth perception, meaning mm-hmm. this. Right. They think what they want is way further away than it is. Yeah, yeah. They believe that. And so they create patterns and beliefs and thoughts and behaviors that perpetually keep it there. Yeah. But, that's, yeah, that's brilliant. But what if the truth is you're one decision away? One relationship away, one meeting away, one yeah. new thought, one mm-hmm. new emotion, you know, one podcast away, one yeah. connection. Right. So I totally, one million percent agree with that. Yeah. But no one says it. I know. Well, it's a hard thing to get because when I was younger, I didn't have that perspective. Me either. It's only now looking back, like you realize how quickly you can do these things. Yeah. And that would like to give someone that advice who's 20 or 30 is would be I don't even know if they'd feel it feel it because yeah. you feel like this you you don't you don't feel the clock running yeah right but man it really is true you can you can change everything about you today wow. <laughs> right really good. today yeah really you could good. be like I'm gonna be the guy who wears bell bottoms and open shirts true. and go to the thrift store and in an hour you're that and guy. in an hour with 30 bucks yeah. you're you're that guy you're that guy <laughs> it's so true Man, I uh, should I dye my hair? Yeah, no yeah. question about it. I I've been staring at it the whole interview. Are you really? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. No, I'm just kidding. Because I don't have much hair left, but my daughter was like, "But now it's getting a little gray on the sides." Yeah, well, that changes everything. Yeah. No, I don't think you need to. <laughs> I think you look great. I uh, man, this flew by for me. In yeah, this is so great. Yeah, you're outstanding. This is the best. And uh, so is the book. By the way, let me say this to you all again. We're all in this together. So make some room. Tom Papa. By the way, follow him on Instagram. He's hilarious. Go see him on tour. He's got a Netflix special out right now called What a Day. He's just so funny. But there's a depth. And what I said in the beginning, you proved to be true. I said in the beginning when I introed you, I said, your inherent goodness as a human shines through in your work. Uh, I appreciate that. And it, and it did today. I appreciate that. Yeah. It is, uh Yeah. That is the intent. (laughs) It's a fact. All right, everybody. Hey, go get his book. Go get The Power of One More. If you're not subscribed to the show, click subscribe and share this thing. It's the fastest growing show on the planet. And the reason is, is because I'm blessed to sit across from people like Tom and that folks like you listen and obviously are being impacted by the work we're doing here. Also, a lot of you ask me for help. If you go to growthday.com forward slash ed, my friend Brendan Bouchard has an incredible app there that I uh, do some speaking in for him on a periodic basis that I think you'd enjoy as well. God bless you, everybody. Max out your life. This is The Ed Milet Show.